Well, good morning once again. It's so good to see you all here, and welcome back to our sermon series called When the Strong Are Weak, as we are looking at the story of Samson. This last week, I had an idea for an app for your phone. Here it is. The Bad Decision Alert. Let me tell you about it. So this is what happens. It's a pretty simple concept. Every single time that you'd make a bad decision, your phone goes off. Simple. It's just You make a bad decision, and ding. There you go. So it, uh, bad decision alert number one. So every time you wake up in the morning, you do something wrong. We'll just wait. Yeah. Uh, you do something wrong, and your phone dings. So let me give you a couple examples. Um, you make a new friend, and you say, hey, can I tell you a secret? And you open up to them. But they can't keep a secret, so your phone goes, ding. Uh, you open up your fridge for lunch, and you see that two-week-old burrito in there, and you say, oh, it's probably fine. Uh, ding. Uh, your wife asks you, hey, does this outfit make me look fat? And your phone goes, ding, because there's no answer to that question without making a bad decision. And then at the end of the day, uh, it t- totals up, I'm having clicker problems. And it says, you made 13 bad decisions. At the end of the day, it totals up all the bad decisions that you made. Um, so what do you think? Anyone signing up for this app? Am I going to get rich like Mark Zuckerberg? Or I, is, is this an idea that you would like? Well, we've been going through the story of Samson. And uh, it's easy for us to remember how strong Samson was. A couple weeks ago, we heard about how he tore apart a lion, a lion with his bare hands. Uh, last week... We heard about how he beat up a thousand men all by himself, killed them. He's really strong. But if anybody could have benefited from the Bad Decision Alert app, I think it also could have been Samson. Because Samson, he married a Philistine woman, but then it ended with her house burning down. And now we find out today that he wants to hook up with another Philistine girl. Ding! And we also found out there was another time where Samson, he wasn't supposed to touch any grapes, but then he touched grapes. Ding! He wasn't supposed to touch anything that was dead. That was a special rule in his vow, but then he touched a dead lion's carcass. Ding! And then his relationship fell apart so bad that he got so angry that he killed a thousand men. Ding! Samson made a lot of bad decisions in his life. And it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. And today we're going to look at the story, maybe the most famous story of Samson. It's the story of Samson and Delilah. And as we go through this story, let's count all the bad decisions that Samson makes. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman whose name was Delilah. Ding! Uh, like I said, he, he tried to get married to a Philistine woman one time, and the whole thing fell apart. He was God's chosen leader for the Israelites to, his job was to get rid of all the Philistines so that the Israelites wouldn't be under control of the Philistines anymore. Uh, so then he went to marry a Philistine woman, and obviously it didn't go well. Uh, and now he fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who was a Philistine, one of the bad guys, And uh, but he let his feelings get involved and he fell in love with her. Bad decision number one. Like I said, clicker problems. Okay. I'm sorry. 
There you go. Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson answered her, If anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings, I'll become as weak as any other man. So, some people came to Delilah and said, Figure out Samson's secret to his strength. Figure it out. And if you do, we will give you so much silver and gold that you can retire nicely. So Delilah's eyes lit up, and she thought to herself, wow, I could get that much silver if I figure out Samson's strength. So later that night, she talked to Samson and said, hey, tell me your secret. Tell me what's going on so that I can know. Which, what do you think Samson's going to do? Because if he knew that he told this woman a secret, he could die. But you know what Samson does? Uh, he says, uh, I, if you, anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings, I'll become weak as any other man. He actually gives her an answer. He could die if she found out his secret, but he tells it to her anyways. Bad decision number two. Uh, so what did they do? They tied Samson up. They said, let's figure out the secret. So they said, if you tie me with bowstrings, uh, then I'll become weak. So they tied him up with bowstrings, but Samson, so strong, and since he lied, he busted open, um, and he was fine. But again, the next day, uh, then Delilah said to Samson, you have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how you can be tied. Poor Delilah, she was lied to. Come on, Samson, tell me how you can get murdered. So she kept pressing him. Um, if anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I'll become as weak as any other man. So Samson lies again, so bad decision alert number three, and he says, it's not about the bowstrings. If you have new ropes, the new ropes, that's the thing that'll make me really weak. And guess what happens? They tie Samson up with new ropes, and it doesn't work because he lied, and the Philistines come, they try and kill him, but he busts open and he beats him up. And then, it happens again. Delilah then said to Samson, All this time you have been making a fool of me and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. So Delilah's really giving it to him now. She's like, come on, you're making a fool of me. You're making me look bad to my friends. Tell me how, uh, what your secret is. He replied, if you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric on the loom and tighten it with the pin, I'll become as weak as any other man. So he's getting closer and closer to the secret. He's talking about his hair. He says, if you weave something into my hair, then I will become as weak as any other man. So they try it. And guess what? It doesn't work. Same thing happens. Delilah in the middle of the night, she weaves stuff into his hair. doesn't work. Samson breaks, breaks free and uh, the, beats up the Philistines. But now it gets worse and worse. Uh, how can you say that you would do this? But then Samson actually gives in and he tells a secret. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me as, and I would become as weak as any other man. So he finally gives in, and this is the worst decision of them all. Why would you tell her the truth? She tried to kill you three times, and now you actually give the right answer to the secret? You tell her that if you shave your head, you're going to lose all your strength? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if she tells them the secret? You, she's going to call the Philistines in again, and she's going to try and kill you. But Samson was so worn down that he gave in. He told her the secret. And you know what happened? Delilah cut off his hair. She cut off her hair, and that night, Samson lost his strength. Samson, the Philistines are upon you, Delilah shouted. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. 
but he did not know that the Lord had left him. And that right there, I think, is one of the scariest lines in the Bible. Samson did not know that the Lord had left him. Because you come to church and you hear things like, sin is bad. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Don't do this. Don't do that. And we think to ourselves, okay, yeah, sin is bad. I probably shouldn't do those things. But you know why it's so bad? Because that can happen. If you constantly sin over and over again, if you constantly say that you know more than God, the Lord could leave him, just as it did to Samson. And Samson didn't even know it. He just carried on down his bad path over and over again, and eventually the Lord left him. And that led to him hitting rock bottom. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, binding him with bronze shackles, They set him to the grinding grain in the prison, but the hair on his head began to grow again. So the Philistines caught Samson. They did terrible things to him. They plucked out his eyes, they tied him up, and they threw him in prison. Samson had officially hit rock bottom. But this last line here is a little glimmer of hope that we have. It's kind of a cliffhanger for our story today. But the hair on his head began to grow again. So Samson... He did one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision. And then he made a really bad decision, and it led to a giant mess in his life. And it ended with him hitting rock bottom and getting thrown in prison. But we have that glimmer of hope that he will get his strength back when his hair grows back again. So that's the story of Samson for today. And I want to give you four application points about this story. So point number one. Rarely does one bad decision lead to a giant mess? Wouldn't you agree? Rarely, if you make just one bad decision, it usually isn't a giant mess. If you're going on the highway and you go 10 over for like just a second and then you quick slow back down again, do you think you're going to get pulled over? No way. What if um, you steal from somebody you love just one time? Do you think you can get away with it? Probably. Why is it that no one's going to come talk to me for counseling about a pornography addiction if they see just one bad video one time? It's because the repetitive nature of sin, that leads to people creating giant messes in their life. If you get drunk one time, you're not going to seek a counselor for alcoholism. But over and over and over again, That's when the giant messes happen. Rarely does one sin lead to a giant mess in your life. not saying it can't, but often the repetitive nature of sin, that leads to big, terrible problems, giant messes in your life. Two, defiant, repetitive sin can lead to destruction of faith. That's what we saw with Samson. He did bad decision after bad decision, and eventually the Lord left him. And I think that is a scary reminder for you and me. That if we continually to tell God that I know more than you, I know this sin is wrong, but I'm going to keep doing it over and over again, you need to watch out. Repetitive sins, repetitive nature of sin, that's such a scary place to be in your life. Not saying that God can't forgive everything and we're going to be in a sinful world and we're going to do sinful things, but to willingly know that you're doing something wrong and continually do it day after day after day, you need to watch out. 
Watch out for that habit that you have. Watch out for that relationship that you're in. Watch out for that thing that you do. And you want to stop it, but you don't anyways. Repetitive sins can lead to the destruction of faith. So don't play around with it. Take it as a warning. Number three. Jesus forgives all our bad decisions. Isn't that wonderful? Because if you think back to your life, I know you can think of habits, times where you've done the same thing over and over and over again. But Jesus forgives all our bad decisions. Uh, Imagine God had my app. Imagine, you don't have to imagine, that's a picture of God with my app. And uh, imagine if God had my app and every single time you sinned, it would ding on his phone. How many times would it ding in a day for you? What about a week? What about over a month? What about your entire life? How many dings would go off on God's app? But you know what? Jesus forgives all our bad decisions. And the crazy thing about God is it's not just you, it's the entire world. How many bad decisions has every single person on our planet throughout eternity, or throughout the entire history committed bad decisions? How many bad decisions is that? How many sins is that? But Jesus forgives all of them. Because when Jesus came to this world, he was the perfect man who never once made a bad decision. If Jesus had this app, it would never have gone off. Because Jesus never once made a bad decision. Jesus was perfect. He never did anything wrong. And because of this, he could die perfectly on the cross. So when God sees you, he doesn't see somebody who's made bad decision after bad decision over and over again. Instead, he sees Jesus. Jesus forgives you all of your bad decisions. Uh, There's a passage from Isaiah 43 that says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Isn't that ridiculous? That even though you've done the same sin over and over again, it says that God, he doesn't remember it. When God looks at you, he doesn't see somebody who's done that same thing over and over again. Instead, he doesn't remember any of it. All he sees is Jesus. And finally, point number four. Confession is key to breaking the repetitive sin cycle. The Bible says that confession is very powerful. It's a very powerful thing. And that makes sense. If you are in a cycle where you're constantly doing the same secret, shameful thing over and over and over again, you know what I recommend you do? Tell someone. Tell someone. It can be me. I'd love to talk with any of you. If you talk to me and you talk about some secret, shameful thing that you've done over and over again, I'm going to tell you that Jesus forgives all your bad decisions and that you're forgiven in Jesus' name. But it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be a pastor. It can be someone you trust. Find someone you trust and confess what's going on in your life. Because you know there's so much power and shame in a secret, but getting that secret out in the open and confessing it to someone else, there's so much power there. That's what the Bible says. In James chapter 5, it says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The Bible says, Confess your sins to each other so that God can forgive you? No, God forgives you your sins. He did that. But the bottom line, it says, So that you may be healed. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of pain, a lot of stress when you have a secret sin that you commit over and over again. And that guilt can weigh you down. 
But when you tell someone else, when you look somebody in the eye and admit what you've been doing, and then to hear the gospel message that your sins are forgiven in Jesus, there is so much power there. That's my encouragement to you. If you don't have somebody you can confess your sins to, find someone. Find a Christian you can trust. You can talk to me. Because there is so much power in confession and hearing that your sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. There was once a story of a new pastor who came to a church, and he met a woman named Alice. And Alice had been coming to this church for years, and Alice's thing was that she cleaned the entire church every weekend. Like, she would sweep all the floors, scrub the floors, get everything real nice. And the the new pastor, he met Alice, and he said to her, why do you always do this? There's a, there's a lot of people in this church. You, you can ask for some help. You could take a week off. You don't have to do this every single week. But the pastor didn't think much of it. She just thought, oh, it must be a nice lady. But a couple months later, uh, the pastor got to know Alice. And she opened up to him. And she said, I had been unfaithful to my husband years ago. And we got a divorce. And now I come here every weekend I scrub the floors. And that's when the pastor said, Alice, in Jesus' name, I forgive you your sins. And then Alice looked over to the pastor and said, Hmm, I guess I don't need to do this anymore. And she gave him the mop. It's so easy for us to handle guilt the wrong way, to beat ourselves up, to do something wrong. But there is power in knowing that Jesus forgives all of our bad decisions. You've committed some bad decisions, I've committed some bad decisions, but Jesus forgives them all. And as Christians, let's build one another up. Let's encourage one another. Let's confess our sins to one another and point each other to Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who's forgiven every bad decision that we've ever committed. We do this all in his name. Amen. Please stand. We continue now with the Apostles' Creed, printed on page 7 of our bulletin. I believe...